it's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. What is going on, everyone? Man, I am sounding a bit off and sounding a bit hoarse because I am on the tail end of a annoying little cold that I've had now for a few days. <laughs> Could have been a lot worse, so I always blame my, not blame, I always give credit to um, just the things I've done for my health recently over the last year, two years that have really boosted my immune system. I hardly get as sick as I used to. Um, now that I've gotten my fitness and my, in my health under control, I used, when I used to get sick, I used to be down and out for days and just full blown man flu type of symptoms. Um, but now when I get sick, it's usually pretty minor. The symptoms are pretty minor and uh, I bounce back pretty quick. And, you know, I give credit to the, to the, to the physical fitness and the, the mental fitness and the supplements I take on a daily basis and the ice baths that build my immunity and resilience and everything else. And, uh, yeah, so I always bounce back pretty quickly cause I'm obviously pretty healthy, but man, you look around society these days too, even people my age in, in their late thirties and there are a lot of unhealthy individuals out there who just do not take care of themselves and uh, it shows and it also shows when they get sick because these individuals who don't take care of themselves when they get sick man do they get sick oh, yeah so I sound a bit hoarse that's why I wanted to hop on here record a quick podcast because uh, this weekend is gonna be an epic weekend I'm so stoked my wife and I leave on Thursday to fly down to South Carolina for the core medical group military appreciation weekend. Uh, I was invited down there by the CEO. He uh, offered me up a spot to come down and view all of the speakers and, and uh, partake in all of the cool activities they have going on down there. They have a bunch of firearms courses, a 3d archery course. They have a coyote hunt, a bunch of cool stuff. They got, jiu-jitsu all weekend so i'm totally amped on that gonna get some rolls in with a bunch of new people uh so that's gonna be freaking sweet so my wife and i leave for that um get to leave the kids with the grandparents we get the little little husband and wife short vacay for the weekend it's gonna be great little little break right after the new year is greatly appreciated so one of the things i wanted to talk about tonight is the topic of feeling stuck. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I've gotten quite a few messages, direct messages through either my personal page, um, the Jason Warren or at the mindfulness medic page on Instagram, uh, messages from people who are just wondering where to start in life. And oftentimes they don't even really know what it is they need or they want they just have that inkling they have that voice in the back of their minds like so many of us have had in our lives and like I had for so long in my life it was just telling me I needed to do more than what I was doing and that I needed to get out of that rut that I was in because man if there is anyone on earth who knows what a rut feels like it's me because have I been in some friggin ruts in my life have I been in some places that were considered rock bottom. Um, and the major thing is just accountability. It takes accountability for our situation. Number one thing is accountability. 
we cannot make any progress forward or hope to enact any sort of change or action or momentum if we cannot take accountability for our situation. We need to realize that no one is coming to save us besides us, that it's our responsibility to start affecting our own self-rescue. And we need to start realizing and recognizing that all of those things, all of those circumstances, all of those things that we so easily blame on the external world on a continual basis, because frankly, it's easy, right? To sit back and to use everything else as a scapegoat. It's easy to make excuses for our situation. It's easy to pass around blame to everyone, whether that's frigging friends, family, colleagues, your boss, the weather, the person that cut you off in traffic, the, the barista who made your coffee wrong. You know, like we make such lame excuses on a day-to-day basis as humans, sometimes in our own just apathy and laziness and just our lack of gratitude. But we need to take accountability and realize that everything that occurs in our life is our fault, good or bad. There is some component in that thing that we could have taken control of or we can take control of and change. And the two things that we can always change, the two things that we have 100% custody and dominion over in our lives are our thoughts and our actions. So no matter how crappy you think your circumstance is, no matter how shitty of a hand you think you got dealt in life, you can control your thoughts and your actions. You can control your thoughts and your emotions that you attach to that situation. You can, you can control how you react. You can control what you say, the stories you tell yourself, the stories and the excuses you tell everyone else. You can start turning the narrative on its head and start speaking positively about your situation. You can find the hope in all of those little things, no matter how terrible, again, you think your situation is. Because at the end of the day, no matter how bad things get for us in our lives, no matter how dire, no matter how terrible everything gets, it can get a lot worse. And if you've been in this career as an as a individual in public safety or in healthcare, you know this firsthand. You know this firsthand because you've seen that tragedy. You've seen that loss of, of life and property and how crazy this life can get just on a dime, on a whim, randomly, without any, any, any meaning, warning, or or it making any sense that our situation right here, right now could always be a lot worse. And we need to have gratitude for that. We need to have gratitude for what we have. And then we need to take that accountability because we've realized that the situations we are in, we might not have put ourselves there purposefully. You know, there's diseases or, or disabilities or just some things in life that happen to us, like getting molested or abused or beaten up or hit by a car you know, those things we don't control, but we can control how we react to them. We can control how we set our mindset from that point forward through positivity or negativity with the realization that whatever we put forward, positivity or negativity, is what we're going to get mirrored back to us exponentially in life because that's how this works. So if you're feeling stuck, you need to take accountability for your situation. You need to be willing to take that accountability and that ownership. And the other thing that you need oftentimes is sometimes the pain of where you're at, the pain of not changing or not doing something needs to become worse than the pain required to start changing. Let me say that again, because this is pivotal. Oftentimes in life, in order to make that change, the pain that we experience needs to be greater 
than the pain it takes to actually put the action forward and change. Now, when you have those two things, accountability and the pain of not changing has gotten so great that making that change is less painful, then you need to start taking those steps forward. How do we do that? Well, I like to equate it to what we do in our careers as first responders. What's the first thing we do when we pull up to a scene, an emergency scene? We perform a scene size up. We take mental inventory of the situation that is going on. The scene size up includes all of those things in life that we recognize we need to put action forward to change. Those things that we want to tweak, those places we want to be, those things we want to do. From the scene size up, what do we do next? We triage. We prioritize all of those objectives and tasks that we need to do in order to start making progress towards our objective. Oftentimes, you're not going to be able to do all of those tasks. That's why you need to triage. So you find the most dire thing in your life that you need to change first. Maybe that's with your crumbling marriage or your relationship with your kids or your deteriorating physical health or the fact that you sit on your ass on the couch day after day after day and play video games and stuff your face with Cheetos and you're not being productive and that you're gaining massive amounts of weight or maybe you have all these vices and addictions to booze to junk food, to pornography, to the overconsumption of media, TV, video games, all those things we use as a crutch to console that inner pain that we have, thinking that it's going to magically make it go, go away or make it better, which it never does. So sometimes we need to triage. So find those immediate life-threatening things that you need to do first. Maybe it's the marriage. Maybe it's the kids. It's going to be different for everyone. Once you've recognized those things, those top three priorities, those three red tags you need to treat immediately, then those are the ones that you need to start recognizing the tasks that you need to perform in order to meet your objective. So if that's your failing marriage and your relationship with your spouse, what are the objectives that you want in that situation? We'll say it's, I want a better marriage. I want more trust. I want more communication. I want a better sex life. I want better union and in and, and, and a, and a marriage that is built upon passion and connection and a deep understanding and love. Maybe that's your objective. So with that objective in mind, now come up with the tasks like you would on an emergency scene in order to meet that objective. Start off with the basics. In this case, what are the things you could do in order to meet that task? You can communicate better. You can look out for your spouse's needs more. You could try to help out around the house more. You could do the chores. You could ask them how, how best you can love them every day. Make that connection. Start doing those things that your spouse wants to see in you. Maybe that's connected to other things you wanted to address in your life, like a porn addiction. So start addressing that. Start getting up off the couch. Get yourself physically fit. Start serving your family. You see, when you start solving one problem like your marriage, you'll find that you start solving all these other secondary and tertiary issues in your life anyways. So you've done your scene size up. You've, you've recognized the things that you want to address in your life. You've realized the objectives that you need to do in order to get that thing. And now you've task list, task organized yourself in a manner, in a numerical fashion to start working towards that objective. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's not difficult. And then you reevaluate your situation and you make sure whatever you're doing is working. 
And then you go back to your triage list and you pick the next one. You start working on that. And you start moving forward and forward and forward. But the thing you don't want to do is just sit there and wallow in your own misery and get overwhelmed because you're like, well, I got 20 things that I want to do and I just don't know how I'd ever be able to do them. Screw those 20 things. Pick one and do that. I used to do the same thing. I used to get paralysis by analysis where I would just vapor lock and I wouldn't make any action or progress towards anything because I would just get overwhelmed with the immensity of the problem. You need to stop looking at the entirety of the mountain and just look at the, the steps right in front of your feet and start moving your feet down that path. And then after a while, you'll realize that you've made so much progress that you're almost at your peak. So when I get these DMs from these people who just they don't even know where to start, it's such a stupid answer, but you just start. You just take action, right? I mean, it's like, how do you swim? You swim. How do you walk? You start walking. How do you get from point A to point B? You start moving. How do you start? You start. Accountability for your situation and start taking action towards achievable goals. Drops in a bucket. Don't get wrapped up in the big picture. Focus on the micro and the macro will take care of itself. And then start making progress towards those things. And then check in on yourself and get yourself a journal. I've been writing in a journal for years now and it's been pivotal. You have a log of your life from where you were to where you are now in that journey in between. And when you're logging all of this stuff in your journal and the progress and the feelings you're having and all of the struggles and the victories that you're experiencing, you'll be able to utilize that again in the future when you start working towards other goals and other objectives. So write it down. And that's all there is to it. It's not, it's not hard. Just start making, just start making momentum towards your goal. Drops in a bucket over time lead to massive, massive results. That fear and the resistance that you're feeling is good. That's the way it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be pain in this process. The resistance and the fear is the barrier to entry. It's the checkpoint. It's the gatekeeper. It's the test to see, hey, do you have what it takes? Do you want this enough to face the fear, to face the pain and the adversity? And to push forward anyways. It's the test. If there was no pain or, or adversity or fear or resistance in anything, then it, everybody would have what they wanted. Lean into that fear. Lean into that resistance and realize and recognize that that is supposed to be there. That's part of life. And that as you achieve more and as you gain more momentum in life and as you climb to higher and higher peaks, the challenges and the fears and the resistance, they just get bigger and stronger. They grow in proportion to the amount you're achieving in life. But that's the cool part because that means life is just a continual adventure. And whatever you do, just stay authentic in who you are and what you're doing. And that's the, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is authenticity. Authenticity for me is going to be one of my main focuses for the next few months is being my authentic self and being able to shine my light authentically and show up for everyone in my life, my family, friends, colleagues, anyone who listens to this podcast, the people that watch me on social media and show up just as my authentic self. And I feel for the first time in my life, I'm able to do that now because I have healed and I'm healing through a lot of my previous life trauma and crap. 
and I've been able to close a lot of doors on things that I was never even able to think about without having a visceral emotional response or like embarrassment and guilt and shame. And I'm able to sit here and openly talk about everything in my life. Like I am now officially an open book without any shame or guilt or fear. I don't care about judgment. I don't care about what people might think. Like none of that exists in my head anymore for the first time in my life. So I feel like I can actually be my authentic self. And that's one of the most exciting and one of the most liberating and freeing things I've ever experienced in my life. Because authenticity, when you, when you're yourself and you're not copying or trying to emulate someone else, that's how life is supposed to be. I mean, we were given, we were blessed with this life that we have. It's the most precious gift we could ever be given. And yet we won't be authentically ourselves in that life or we'll play a comparison game to other people or other circumstances and we'll always want someone else's life or we'll always want components of someone else's journey or what, what he has or what she has, or I wish that I was in their position or how lucky they are. And you finally, we're always in these, these traps of comparison. And it's like, it's like being given the most precious gift from the universe, from God, your soul is placed into this human body to come to earth, to have the human experience, to do its work. <laughs> and we have the nerve and the gall to essentially look at universe or look at God and say, mine's not good enough. I wish I had theirs. That makes zero sense when you think of it that way. So live authentically you. Be yourself. Don't try to emulate people. And don't play that comparison game. And the thing about emulation too is, especially on social media, as I've been finding out, as I've been discovering, is that social media is just so fake, obviously. We know it's smoke and mirrors most of the time. It's a bunch of charlatans or you know, people masquerading and gallivanting around masquerading to be something or have something or, or, you know, embody something that they truly aren't, or they're, there's, they're this cat that there's this character or this avatar, you know, when the camera's on, but they lead a completely different life when the camera's off. And, you know, these are human beings just like everyone else with their own problems and their own issues and fights with their wives and their husbands or yelling at the kids or, you know, all the vices and addictions just like everyone else has, yet we'll try to emulate these characters we see on social media. And it doesn't make any sense because it's like trying to emulate a shadow. It's like trying to chase a shadow. You're you're copying something that doesn't exist. You're trying to emulate something that's not real. You're chasing a ghost through the fog. You're trying to find someone in a house of mirrors. It's just an illusion. So stop trying to emulate people who aren't truly in this reality. Because what you see in what can sometimes be that digital hellscape, it's not, it's not real. So don't try to emulate it because that's a trap. And I've fallen victim to that trap too, especially when I first started out in this whole gig, this whole venture of building a business and, and, you know, being a personality and trying to, you know, spread my message and story and journey online on social media and through this podcast and everything else I'm doing, you find yourself in that comparison game sometimes, you know, leading a life, wishing that you're, you were in a different, another position than you, than you are currently. And it's just, it's not fair to yourself. 
You can't compare someone else's tenure to your one year. It's just not how this works. And one last thing I wanted to talk about tonight is this other thought I was having earlier today in the ice bath. I tend to have deep thoughts in the ice bath. It's one of my, my crazy ego brain quiets down and the voices quiet down, not in the crazy schizophrenic way, but like just the anxiety and, and all the, the incessant thoughts in someone who's got that creative spirit and who just is constantly thinking about things. The ice bath is one of the few things that I've found that turns that part off. But I was thinking about this concept about how we know, we know that the external world as we experience, as we experience it can affect our inner world, right? We do that on a day-to-day basis, how the environment or things people say or circumstances or events that happen or, or things that occur in the outside world can influence and affect the way we feel inside whether that's through our emotions anger happy sad anxious or the physiological feelings we have increased heart rate increased respiratory rate our pupils dilate and constrict you know those physiological changes we have to our environment so we know for a fact that our external environment has an effect on our internal environment and the thought i had today is that i think we often forget the reverse is also true that there's a second component to that, that we never acknowledge and that acknowledging that component is part of awakening to your true potential and the power that you, you truly have in this life. And that second component taps into one of the old esoteric sayings as above, so below as above, so below in this situation, meaning our internal environment and our internal world can and does affect and influence and create and manifest what we experience in our external world. And I know to some that sounds hokey, but I'm here to tell you, I don't care what you believe or don't believe in. I have experienced this myself to be 100% true over the last few months as I've put it to the test and I've been really shifting my mindset into maintaining positive thoughts towards those things that I wanted to do in life. And that whenever my mind would dwell or, or fall victim into the negative thought processes, that's what was attracted into my life. Known as the mirror principle. The universe is giving us what we focus on. It doesn't care about the nature of our thoughts. It cares about the content of our thoughts. It's like, When you're up to bat and all you're doing is thinking about not striking out. I hope I don't strike out. I don't strike out. I don't want to strike out. What do you do? You strike out. You step up to the plate with that clear mind and you visualized hitting the ball. What's going to happen? You're going to hit the ball. So when you focus your mind on that positive aspect, that's what's going to be affected in your external world. So think about that as you move through your days. Put it to the test if you don't believe me. You have to do it earnestly and honestly. You can't try to fake your way into this because the universe knows. But focus on those things you want. So I hope this podcast brings you value. If it does, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that stuff that we do when we support one another. You can also go to mindfulnessmedic.net and check out the apparel that I have. 
I'm going to be launching a new t-shirt soon. I am super stoked and amped on it. Should be launching by the end of this month. It's the Break Free and Rise design for my financial pillar. The design is the skull breaking through the chains, symbolizing that freedom that we we have in life, that freedom that we all have, that thing that means freedom to us, whatever it is. And breaking through those things that hold us back in order to break free and rise and rise to those freedoms. That shirt drops at the end of the month. Super pumped. I also have the journals, the mala bracelets on there. Journals have been really helpful for me in my journey. And the mala bracelets help me maintain presence in my life every time I look at it. Also, if you're interested, I have one-on-one coaching still available. I have some slots open coming up in March for one-on-one coaching. So if you're feeling that inner calling to do more, if you want to help have your, your map laid out for that clarity and that focus that you need to do those things you want to do, to go after those dreams, to go after those objectives, or again, you're just one of those people that doesn't know where to start. You can hit me up. You can sign up on the website, mindfulnessmedic.net under the coaching tab, or you can shoot me a message on Instagram and we can chat there. I can give you more details, but I'm here to help you. And I'm here to help you find that focus and clarity that you need to live your, your true purpose and to build mind, body, spirit, resilience, because that's my mission, because that's what I am doing with my life. And that's what I have done up until this point. So again, I appreciate all the support. I will catch you all at some point next week after I get back from South Carolina until next time, stay mindful.